Are you ready to start living the life of your dreams? Are you ready to invite the magic, the stories and the lessons to take your life to the next level? I'm Nicole Winley and I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. Because when you feel good, when you believe in yourself, success and achievement are just around the corner. Ain't nothing fabricated here. It's real stories from real people to guide you through life's ups and downs. Let today be the start of something new. Let today be the day that you change any belief that limits you. Welcome to Believe and Achieve It. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Believe and Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and today I have uh, my favorite duo, Dr. <laughs> Janet Benjamin. <laughs> And we are both so, so, so excited for this episode. Me too. <laughs> this Me is too. part, not part one, not part two, but part three of the series that we are doing on who Nicole is, who I was when I walked into Janet's office nine years ago, who Crazy. I then became after I started, I don't want to say doing the work, but discovering, we call it discovery process, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like boom, we finished up episode 2 or part 2, we'll call it part 2 of me discovering gratitude practice and discovering oh my gosh, I love the word love. I love this. I love that. Like I'm just like the light bulb has gone off. <laughs> and then now we'll talk about like what happened after the light bulb went off, which is our favorite subject. Yeah, it is. It's so fun. <laughs> it's a fun one to talk about. So, yeah, so I guess, you know, so like I said, we finished off our part two of me discovering how cool it is to have a gratitude practice, right? And whammo, like, aha, the aha moment. I now have, you know, tattooed it on my arm. Like, it's, yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> you are, you are in it to win it. Yeah. So, and it doesn't. So, you know, it took me again. This is not a process that happened overnight. No, right. This is over a nine-year. We'll call it a yeah. decade. A decade. Yeah. Right. Of transformation, transition. Yeah. yeah. Learning, discovering, trying out different things, doing the work, blood, sweat, the blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears are over. And now I'm ready to design the life of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and I officially designed the life of my dreams. <laughs> you do. With, with your help, obviously, we all know that. You're a huge, huge, huge wow. role in my life and biggest mentor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But it is, but you really do design it every day. Yes. You, know I mean? you really do design it every morning. Yeah. So again, you know, we talked about where I was, how I got there, what I unpacked, what I learned, everything. So now I'm into the good stuff, right? So yeah. now I start experimenting with what's going to work right in my life. Yeah. You know, I've started going to a chiropractor. I started acupuncture. I have seen some healers along the way with it, which is just like, hey, so-and-so is a healer. Do you want to have a session? And I'm like, I don't even really know what a healer is, but I'm in, right? Like I'm in this like experimental phase of discovering really cool stuff. 
you know, I remember, now I can't remember who it was or what point, at some point in my life, I remember somebody older than me making the comment about how I just said yes to things, you know, that just whenever things came in, I was like, all right. And I, that's, I think what I would say to you too, that, that once you started saying yes, you started saying yes. And And I think that that is that shift between that initial phase of doing the work and the middle phase is of getting out of that sort of scared, controlling, contracted place of no, no, no. I don't want to trust. I don't want to believe that's weird. I can't handle it. I don't, you know, to a place of more flow and trust. And I'm all right, I'll try that. Right. And, and so you did tiptoe out and say, I'll try it with the gratitude. And then that's where that magic of small changes completely transforming your life is that when you see results Mm. from the small changes, it just really starts snowballing that it just validates, right. I've had this experience of I did this, I did the gratitude and I felt better. And so then it becomes, okay, I want more. I want more. 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 Right. So then it's like, okay, what else? And plus now you're in the routine of doing the gratitude. So now you can start attaching other routines to that. Right. So if you're doing the, you know, then if you're doing the gratitude, what else? Maybe you could meditate. Maybe you could pray. Maybe you could visualize. Maybe you could breathe. Maybe, and you just start sort of hooking them into this self care internal routine ritual that you have. And it just, it starts to work, but it really does come from taking that risk to do one thing and then feeling better from it, it, having it actually works. And that really, I think, transforms you into that open place of yes, where you are, where you're like, okay, let's go try it. It doesn't mean it has to work, doesn't mean I'm going to love it, but let's try it and let's see. Right. Which leads me, well, well, triggered, right? I was like, oh, I forgot. You know, I have so much stuff. I get so excited. So I have to reel myself in. So you don't have to like reel me back in today. (laughs) But it was like, that's when I then started meditating. Yeah. And I started with a priming exercise, which is from Tony Robbins. You guys can YouTube it, whatever you want to do. Priming Tony Robbins, reach out to me. I will prime one-on-one with you. I will probably end up doing a video or something on my group because it was huge, like life-changing. And it's like, I think it's a good way to kind of start when you're like afraid of meditating because that's what everyone says. I can't meditate. I can't. You can't. What do you mean you can't? There's nothing you can't do. You just don't want to. Ah! Like erase the T. That's when I like erased the T on my can't. Like, Erase the T. I even, I'm very big on visualizing. So if I say can't, I'm like, ooh, erase that T. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I just, I would rather not. I love that. I would rather not. Like that's just even changing the language instead of I can't. Cause then you're in that. that fearful can't thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I started doing the priming, which is if you listen to Tony Robbins, he guides you through it. So it's like a guided meditation, but it's on uh, really focusing on great things in your life, focusing on your goals, where you see yourself, focusing on prayer, focusing on whatever it is. So, and you do like a breathing exercise. So that's where I kind of started my daily meditation practice. Yeah was through a priming exercise, but you guys can do headspace. I mean, I've heard, I've had a lot of my friends that have tried because they all ask me and they do headspace. And I hear a lot of great things about headspace. Me too. And the Calm app, 
I did use the Calm app there for a while. So it's out there and don't be so afraid. You know, like I was resistant to gratitude. I jumped into meditation <laughs> live in person with Tony Robbins. So I did priming live and it was just like, it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life thus far was after I finished my first priming exercise with 12,000 people. <laughs> I mean, that's like a, whoa, right? Like, like a, whoa, this is so beautiful. Right. Um, and then um, that kind of started my morning routine that, Ooh, that awful, disgusting cuss word, in my opinion, routine. What uh-huh. in the <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to have a routine. <laughs> and now it's like my my main thing that I do not deviate from right. is my morning routine. <laughs> right, right. Well, and so, you know, the truth is that we do all have a routine, whether we like it or not, or whether we're conscious of it or not. And just like we all have feelings and we all have thoughts, whether we're conscious of them or not. And so mm-hmm. the control comes in think is choosing your thoughts and feelings and your routine. So even if you don't choose your routine, you are waking up, you are, you know, waking up and thinking, Oh, another day. Oh, yeah. the kids so loud. So I woke oh, up every day. Work. Yeah. That's a routine to wake up and complain, right. Mm-hmm. Or to wake up and to take an inventory of the things that ache and hurt on your body to get up and have coffee. Those are routines to drive your car to work, to walk the dog, Everybody does actually have routines, whether or not we consciously choose how to design them to work for us is Mm -hmm. what is in our our control, right? Yeah. So, and I'll tell you, I, I still tweak my morning routine. I am obsessed, (laughs) right? We're not supposed to really be obsessed with anything, but I'm always, (laughs) my obsession is learning and growing and becoming a better version of myself every day, mind, body, and soul. And I'm always wanting to be at my optimal health. And I'm always wanting to be 110%. You know that, because if I'm 90%, I'm like, oh God, something's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) When I lived my life, probably at 15% and below. Right. Now I want 110 or we got to fix something. I got to get in the (laughs) toolbox. But I really just started listening to mentors. And it's amazing how as soon as you click that follow on somebody that you like on social media, wow, then you get all these other people to follow. That is like, oh, this is really cool. Right. I mean, I share stuff with you. You've shared people with me. And it's just like, I still want, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of that person, you know? And I want, so I started studying other successful people, other people that I admired, you as well, on what their morning routine was. How did they start their day? What are the tools that they used? I love that. Until I hmm, crafted my own, I came up with my own morning routine that worked for me and I tweak it, you know, I used to be so regimen, you know, that OCD, like mm-hmm. you have, like I have to take a shower in this step mm-hmm. <laughs> where then I kind of like throwing it off. Like, guess what? If I don't shave my legs before I shave my arms, it's okay. I'm not going to have a bad taste. Totally fine. So, <laughs> so I do change things up, but I, I pretty much stick to, you know, my lemon water first thing, right? Oh, that's been a huge game changer. (laughs) So simple. Lemon water. Who knew? And, you know, then I start, I am 
immediately emotionally flood myself with grace and gratitude and walk my dogs. That's when I connect with nature. I connect with the earth. I connect with other souls, right? It's it's so nice to walk past a stranger and smile and have them smile yeah. back. It's so freaking cool. And, you know, just kind of let my dogs guide me. I talk a lot about how I learned so much from my pets for so long, for 12 years, it was learning from Duke and uh, he has taught me so much and breathing, you know, so, and just being, you know, just being like where they are. So, and then I come in and I do my priming, my meditation, my prayer time, my journaling, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, but that's just my quiet time. I don't get in my phone. I don't do any of that stuff yet. And then after I'm done with that, then I may take a phone call, do a social media post, go work out, do whatever. But those first few steps in the morning are a must. Right. And that's how you determine your life every day. In those moments, that's how you really are designing your life. In those moments of visualization and of raising your energy, you are really kind of determining how your day is going to go off. Because even if challenging things happen... You're, you I'm primed. Interpret- I'm primed. Right, you're ready. And you're going to interpret them and interact with them differently than if you were just waking up on the hamster wheel and just unconsciously going through. Yeah. And this is just from what I hear. And look, for me, and you know this, you tell me this, and I have other friends that tell me this, is I'm the Mrs. Compliant, right? Yes, you are. <laughs> you are. But to me, it's like, I want, I made the decision to live my best life. Yeah. And I work at it every single day. Yeah. So I am very compliant, but you know, so many people will come to me and say, oh, I haven't been feeling that great, but I also haven't been meditating because I don't have time or I have to do this or I have to do that. And it's, but, 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 or shoulda, 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 right? You could shit all over yourself. (laughs) So it's very important to me. And it's just part of my life now. It's not even like I have to force. Some days I do have to force myself, you know, where I just don't feel like it. And then guess what? That's when you need it the most. Right. Those are always the days that you need it the most. Right. And then, so then when you follow through again, you have that muscle memory, Mm -hmm. that, that whole body multisensory experience uh, I force myself to do it and I feel better. We all know that from the days that we force ourselves to go to the gym, mm-hmm. right? Like we all have that experience where we don't want to go. We do, and then we feel so much better. And it's like, of course. Well, right? and also too, it's like, I know we love to use the gym reference, but a lot of my mentors do. You know, when I started going to the gym, it was probably six months before I started seeing results and I get, you kind of get defeated, but you still keep going. You still keep going. Well, it's the same with your, your emotional fitness. Yeah. Well, and also with the gym, when you start out at the gym, you don't start out deadlifting 200 pounds, right? Right. You you know what I mean? You come in, you get onto the elliptical at the very lowest, you know, resistance for the very shortest time at the very lowest speed. And you see, you, you work up. And so I think it's the same thing with any kind of meditation or mindfulness. Right. You just do a quick one, even if it's 30 seconds, a minute. Yes. Start small. I mean, it can be one second, right? Because 
you know, my son is 12. So I'm still kind of in that world of the mom, like the mommies with the little kids. And I was that person who was like, there is no time. Right. And so, and I get it with moms, with young kids that there really, Mm -hmm. there is no time. I do. I get that. But there is a second, right. Even with the baby on you. Right. I mean, somehow we do eventually manage to go to the bathroom. Right. So if you can manage to go to the bathroom, you can manage while you're going to the bathroom, take your 10 seconds. You know what I mean? Even if you just take this is what I suggest to like the really busy to the the new moms with the infants and they're just so stressed is I just say take one deep breath. That's all that Mm -hmm. you have. That's that's all I'm asking you is take one deep breath because it doesn't we can all take one deep breath. We can have kids around us. We can be at work. We could be doing a presentation. I can be sitting here. And take a deep breath right now. Mm-hmm. So just start with that. And the value, the experience of for one second, interrupting this constant grind of thinking and energy that we have. If you interrupt it for one second, say, instead of just allowing my thoughts and feelings and nervous system to drive the ship for want for this one second instead I'm going to say you know what I'm going to drive the ship and just take this deep breath Mm -hmm. just in that one second what it really does more than any I mean it does help your nervous system but more than anything it gives you that experience of wait I can interrupt the grind and then it brings the question of why am I grinding like why am I on how did I get on this hamster wheel and how do I get myself off it brings you outside it brings you perspective outside of the nervous system outside of the constant thoughts to where you can really have that question of is this what I want to be thinking is this what I want to be doing how did I get here it makes you conscious it makes you mindful it's that one mindful moment and so that is enough if that's how your morning routine starts that's enough to take Mm -hmm. one one breath because you want to set yourself up for success and we can all take one breath right and so then from there if that feels good then you're going to find yourself taking breaths during the day and then maybe after a week, you're going to say, wait, what was that you said about the four, seven, eight breath? Maybe I could take one, four, seven, eight breath. Right. Right. And then it's like, huh, maybe I could do three of those. Well, actually that feels pretty good. And it kind of feels like meditation. Maybe I could like listen to a guided imagery while I'm doing it or while, while the kids are playing. You know, And it just, it starts to just to where all of a sudden you have your regular practice of meditation or of mindfulness or of flow. And listen, for some people, the flow may be aerial yoga or maybe walking on the beach or maybe cooking or maybe ballroom dancing or horseback Mm -hmm. riding or a really great nap or listening to music. You know what I mean? I think we have to, like, what are the things when the, that bring you joy? When you think, what do you actually want to do to feel good? Mm-hmm. Allow yourself, allow that answer to come up. If it's having a really nice cup of coffee, allow that, you know what I mean? Let's honor that and let's get, you know what I mean? I don't know, maybe let's get a French press and like, let's, you know what Right, I mean? yeah. <laughs> right, let's find your very perfect mug and let's get your best, you know, you know, find some kind of like really fancy creamer to add to it. And for 30 seconds, sip your coffee. And that can, you know what I mean? That counts, right? If it really, if you're just in the moment, it's a full sensory experience and you're in the flow, you're out of the grind of the hamster wheel. That's your mindfulness. That's your meditation. So I and think take that have- sip and taste it and 
yeah. everything and smell Taste it, smell it, feel it, hear uh-huh. it, right? You can sort of, right? You can yes. hear it. Absolutely, right? The multi-sensory, just dive into it. And that's where I think we get stuck, right? Is we have this picture of, okay, I have to meditate for 20 minutes. I need to take a class. I need to find my mantra. I need to do this. I need to yes, do it gets overwhelming. And it's, it's overwhelming. And that's not going to be, you know, but I don't meditate that way. I prefer to have some kind of, whether it's a chanting or music or some kind of vibration, affirmations, a guided meditation, something in a group practice, like a sound bath, mm-hmm. a walking meditation at the beach. I don't love sitting just by myself on the mat. And oh, quiet. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I honestly, now that you mention it, I don't really ever do a quiet meditation. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I don't. And that's okay. That's okay. I want everybody to hear that because I think that's what stops so many people mm-hmm. is that that, that it feels like it worsens their anxiety and and so then they avoid it. So that so I, I, what also is as good for me is I always have something to write on near me because like so that. many thoughts come up and I had yes. someone I don't even remember who it was but I was watching somebody interview being interviewed I can't even it'll I don't know I don't know who it was it was a gentleman and he was talking about his morning routine and his practice and stuff and he said meditation but he calls his thinkitation uh, I like that it's when he has like his best thoughts yeah. when you're in that quiet when there isn't the distraction you know yeah have, I have music going or whatever but I'm like oh and I just can journal it down write it down yeah. a thought right. a word because then you can get back into the meditation because you're not like, oh, wait, I don't want to lose that thought. So go yeah. and then back into the flow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important because I think that's what keeps people away is something that they hate and that makes them uncomfortable and they have to do it for a longer amount of time than they have. And so what I would say is really just spend some time thinking about what do you love? Like what, when you think this would be my guilty pleasure or my indulgence or what, when I'm not feeling good, what I really crave and then allow yourself that even if it is the morning coffee, then just love the morning coffee. If it's like music, well, what, that's great. You know, what's, what could be better about that? If it's nature, that's fine. And then however, like for the shortest period, start with the shortest period of time possible. Even if it is literally one breath, that's enough. And then check it off your list. I meditated today. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check it off the list. Yeah. It raises your dopamine. It gives you that feeling of success and you go, okay, see, I did it. And then the next day you're much more likely to do it. Right. Rather than, oh my gosh, I sat there and I couldn't stop thinking. And then I just had all these negative thoughts and then I was in my head and then I felt uncomfortable and my back hurt. You're never going to want to do it again. Right. So find something that feels good. Give yourself the shortest part of time to do it and then do it. And I'll tell you too, is it can be overwhelming, all of this stuff, because when I started discovering and finding things and saying yes, right, to stuff that I never in my wildest dreams would ever said yes to, it can be overwhelming. And so I just would like to just kind of add or put it out there that don't let it be overwhelming because then you're not going to follow through. Right. So, I mean, I did a lot of stuff. I liked stuff. I didn't like stuff that worked for me that may not work for you. You know, like I've done like breath work. 
I didn't even know what the frick breathwork was. And I've had some crazy, beautiful, amazing experiences in my living room doing a guided breathwork by myself. Like, it's like, whoa, like that was awesome. You know, and like Reiki. And then I got very into pranic healing and I studied pranic healing and this was stuff I never even knew of. And so it is beautiful to start saying yes, to figure out what works best for you. And it's like, you know, it's that self-care word that is not a bad word to me, but to some people, they think it means going to the Pont of Adrenaline Club. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which yeah. it can be. Right. But self-care, I work on every single day. Right. 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 Self-care is, you know, taking something off your to-do list or delegating something, you know. So, you know, self-care is is anything that feels good. Not answering that text is self-care. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Like telling the truth. Self-care. <laughs> Saying no. Saying no is for sure self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I've seen you post a lot about self-care, that it isn't just eating a chocolate pie and getting yeah. a massage. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, right. That it's, it's just taking care of, of you. taking good Or care. say that you do go get a massage. Massage is in my monthly routine. I do get a massage once a month. It really works for me, for my health. And, and you know, I get a lot of pushback. And, you know, to also listeners, like, don't like push back, like on someone that says, oh, I'm going to get my massage. And they're like, must be nice. <laughs> you know, like. Ah. <laughs> but whenever that comes up, you just stumbled into their limiting belief. That they have a limiting belief that they won't allow themselves to indulge in that way, right? I mean, that, that really is, right? It, it comes down to how, how are you allocating your resources, right? And for you, you allocate your resources towards massage and, and gym and, and self-care. You know, that the money that, that is very easily spent by a lot of people on Wine. I was just going to say a bottle of wine. Right. <laughs> wine and beer, right? It's not, a, it's not a judgment, right? But we're making the choice to spend it that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. But, but if, if you add up how much that costs, it's easily a, mo- a monthly massage, right? And that's just where you dedicate your time and your resources, which is the same, you know, the same thing for me, right? I don't go out for dirt girls dinners and girls weekends and all that kind of thing. It's just not my thing. There's no judgment against it, but that, that opens up this large pot of money and time for what I do love, which, which is the self-care. Right. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) going, getting into the health talk, I don't know why that just lit off the light bulb of, you know, like, taking supplements and taking, you know, my health, my health and wellness are my top priority. Myself. Really? Actually, that's weird. I just realized I put myself first and foremost. That's right. And um, I never thought about my emotional fitness or my, you know, taking a supplement or any of that. But um, wow. (laughs) 
you know, and I found what has worked for me. And that has been a lot of trial and error and a lot of, oh my gosh, I don't know where to go. I don't know which way to turn, but I just ask people, ask people that, you know, I've asked you many times about supplements and things. Look at who, who do you see who lives that life that you want to live and freaking ask them. Yeah. You know, just ask them, you know, like, oh my gosh, your skin's always glowing. What do you use? Or, and you know what, maybe that's sort of a good exercise to leave everybody with for today is, (laughs) is when you find yourself feeling judgy about something in somebody else. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Yeah. Whether it's the self-care or the wine, right? Whatever it is, whatever you're feeling judgy about, just notice it. Be nice to yourself. We're, it's just, we're all judgy, right? Notice it and then kind of get curious about what are the thoughts that you're, th- what's the belief underneath that? What is that, what limiting belief is that pushing up against, right? Because there's some kind of limiting belief that you have around that, that would be really helpful to learn. And then what I would say is there's probably some level of envy or jealousy, right? And so when you're curious about it, then that puts you in the headspace instead of judging and saying no, in the open expansiveness, openness to be able to say, hmm, why and how? And let me, you know, a place of yes, and let me get curious about that. So instead of judging why you did that, let me get curious about why you did that and about why it's uncomfortable to me. I think that if everybody did that as their exercise, their mindfulness exercise this week, I think they would learn a lot. Yeah, it's so true because this is my favorite subject, right? On all the things that I do. But it's like, I lived in fear, anger, and depression. That's where I lived. I now live my life full of grace, gratitude, and love, which is just like, ah, I used to like loathe those words. Now they're my favorite, right? My dad says, he calls me pick and he says, pick your perfect world would be to, you know, get up, spend some time with your dogs, jump on your unicorn, grab some glitter, throw some glitter around, save a few dogs. <laughs> slide down a rainbow and that's your perfect day. And I go, Oh my God, it really is my perfect day. So I kind of live that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I choose to live that and I do the work every single day. Right. To live that. So when people say it must be nice or, Oh, aren't you lucky? I did the work. (laughs) It wasn't luck. luck, (laughs) Choice. Right. Is it's choice and work. You get to choose the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. And so you and you allowed yourself to imagine that life and to give yourself permission to have it. And that's what I mean about paying attention to your limiting beliefs, because a lot of us mm-hmm. don't give ourselves permission to be happy. Right. Like as an adult, yeah, I life, didn't. Sh- life shouldn't be fun. Right. Like and then if something's fun, then it's cheesy or immature. We have all these ways of minimizing but you can choose to be happy. You can choose to have a fun life. You know, I, I worked in, in elementary school for 10 years because 
that's where the happy is. You know what I mean? Every day it was green sock day or someone's birthday and like every day had glitter, you know? Yeah. And so like, we're going to learn about purple. Yay. <laughs> that's how I am now. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, and, and, and so you can choose, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean I wasn't a child when I was doing that. I was an adult, but I wanted my life to be around, around that, right. You can choose to, to be happy and to have fun and sparkles. Yes. And I'll say one more thing, right? We can finish it off. Okay. I can't help myself on this subject. I just can't help myself. But I'll tell you when you said choose, it can, you know, choose who you hang around and who you surround yourself with. Your tribe is so, so, so important. And, uh, you know, takes me back to, you know, my, my five years ago, my first Tony Robbins and all this stuff that I was taking in and learning. And, and he said that a lot of your friendships are going to change. And and I remember thinking, Oh, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. (laughs) Almost all my friendships changed, you know, and it was okay. And, you know, surround yourself with who you want to become. And, you know, when you're around energy suckers, they're going to suck your energy. You know, when you're around, positive people that want to grow in life with you. A lot of people kind of stop growing and that's okay for them, but I guess it's not okay for me. So I was in that life where I wasn't growing. I wasn't learning. I wasn't growing. I wasn't thriving. I wasn't, I was just living. And you know, when you stop learning and growing, you kind of die, right? Your soul dies, your, yeah, right. your joy think, dies, yeah, your excitement dies. Because yeah. you've decided yeah. to stop learning and growing. Like I hope to learn every single day and to grow. Like I don't want to be the same, you know, I want to grow, man. I just want to learn and grow and take it all in and be even happier than I am today or even yeah. stronger than I am today or yeah. learn something new and and don't ever say can't erase the tea don't erase that tea don't say can't and start saying yes (laughs) right start saying yes I even have a picture of me with a say yes t-shirt on yeah you do (laughs) with my arms up and when you said I was like oh my gosh it's so true say yes and let's just add to it that if it's hard to say yes don't judge yourself or judge Nicole right just allow that it's hard for yourself and get curious about why. Just ask yourself, why is it hard to say yes, right? You know, well, I'm scared that I'll be irresponsible, scared that I'll make a bad choice. Okay, good. Okay, let's talk about that. Where did that fear come from? You know, like, where's the evidence for that? And and by saying no, is that keeping you set? You know what I mean? Get curious because that's where our thoughts block us. Yes. And I do truly live my best life, but I want to continue to live an even better life. Like I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I still want to learn. I still want to say yes. I still want to try things. And I'm sure, you know, my morning routine will routine. I don't even know where that came from, but I just got real Southern. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I want to continue to thrive in my beautiful relationships that I have and thrive in life and thrive everywhere. And grow and just keep and you do when you will. Keep doing it. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting me to really just open up and to share all of the stuff over the past three episodes that we've had on this or our three-parter to this series. 
Oh, I love you dearly, Janet. Thank you for being in my life. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I was supposed to meet for you. Sure. And uh, I, I am a powerful story to tell. And I am grateful that you allowed me to help you tell it. Oh, thank you so much. And I was just going to say thank you for being in my tribe. And I say that a lot. I say, oh my gosh, well, my therapist. And I go, no, I have to stop saying that you're my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you'll always be my therapist, but you're my mentor, my, my therapist, my friend my colleague, my, you're in my tribe, right? Surround yourself with who you want to become. <laughs> and you're, you will always be my, my routine motivation and inspiration. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I love everybody who is listening. I love you all like crazy. And as always go make it an awesome, awesome day. <laughs> much, much love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Believe It, Achieve It. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you some value, please share it with a friend or subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. I love hearing from all of you, so please drop me a line at CoachNicoleWindley.com. That is CoachNicoleWindley, W-I-N-D-L-E-Y.com. Catch you next time. Much, much love.